Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. And become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. I do want to encourage you, if you haven't already, to check out my first detective story, An Ounce of Prevention. Private investigator Jerry Newton uh, decides to take a job as bodyguard for a teacher that's received death threats and finds himself facing the biggest dilemma of his career. The story is available for 99 cents in the Kindle store, and you can also get it as an audiobook through audible.com or the Apple store. Well, now it's time for this week's episode of Mystery is My Hobby, and the title is Death is a Grain of Sand. is my hobby. Ladies and gentlemen, Barton Drake speaking. For this week's drama, I've selected case history number 127 from my book, Mystery is My Hobby. I call it, Death is a Grain of Sand. Now to Glenn Langan as Barton Drake and the first act of Mystery is My Hobby. Why the good inspector had to drag me to the theater tonight of all nights is quite beyond me. I could much more profitably have been finishing the first chapter of my latest book or calling upon a very desirable young lady I know. Of course, mystery is my hobby, but that doesn't include magicians, charlatans, and mind readers. And that's just what this Rajabi Drami is, I'll bet you. Even if he is billed as the greatest wizard of modern times. Well, this ought to be a good show, Barn. Inspector, you're getting childish. Certainly you don't believe in this stuff. Of course not. I'm here on business. Oh, you want to learn some card tricks? Now, look, Bart, you know the department frowns on these kind of things. We got laws about fortune tellers. I'm here to see that this guy doesn't pull any monkey business, that's all. <laughs> and incidentally, find out how your great aunt is doing in the other world, Inspector? Now, Bart. <laughs> Anyhow, they usually have some mighty pretty girls in these kind of shows. That's right. In tights. Now, be quiet. Here, here comes the man. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. To some of you, it may indeed seem strange that I appear before you in this unusual capacity, but I assure you, I am the same Dr. Tree who was your professor of psychology at the university. Hey, it sounds as if the guy might be all right, Barton. Why, Inspector? A professor wouldn't give up a good job to handle a fake, would he? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I, I am convinced that the Raja Hanuman Vidrame has developed the ability to control his mind, as well as the minds of others, to an extent never before known to science. That is why I left the university a year ago, to enjoy the company of this great man. 
I therefore take great pleasure in introducing to you Raja Vidrame. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. I am Raja Vidrame. During the evening, I shall attempt many experiments. However, the greatest one of all will require the whole evening. I shall therefore begin it now. Loretta, if you please. You will become rigid, Loretta. Dr. T, you and I will bind her hands to her side. We will place the rigid body upon this bed of sharpened spikes. Strike them, Dr. Tweet. I wish the spectators to know that they are real. Yes, Raja. We now place this sheet over Miss Loretta. Now, Dr. Tweet, you will cover her completely with sand. To a depth of at least two feet. Ladies and gentlemen, you shall see at the end of this performance that despite a complete lack of air, when we uncover her, she will still be alive. Dr. Tree is now removing the sand. Married in sand for two hours, you shall see that Miss Loretta still lives. You may remove the sheet now, Dr. Tree. Miss Loretta. Miss Loretta. She's dead, brother. She's dead. Impossible. Loretta has been shot. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, a terrible tragedy has occurred. The girl we buried alive in the sand is dead. Not by suffocation. She's been shot. I'll pick out a couple of men and put them on the stage door, Bart. Then I'm going to call for a detail. Okay, Inspector. Raja, we have the curtains closed, please. Yes, yes, I pretend to be Well, Dr. Tree, nothing seems to have gone wrong. It's impossible. It couldn't be done. Death isn't very pretty, is it, Doctor? Well, Raja can at least close up the curtains. Raja can do anything. Yes, except bring this poor girl back to life. Help me turn her over, Doctor. Maybe we can find the wound. Uh, yes, of course. <clears throat> Thanks. We'll set her down here, off the spikes. That's better. Yes, indeed. It's, it's terrible, sir. A gaping hole in the back of her head. Bullet's still in the brain. It couldn't happen. It, it, it couldn't. Yes, but it did. Let's take a look at this bed of spikes. Well, I... Uh, there's nothing... What's this? What, sir? This bent metal tube running to the spike. There's a mouthpiece on the end of it. Well, it's, uh, it's, uh... There. I'll pull it out of the spike. Well, this particular spike is hollow. There's a hole barred in the, barred in the stage just under it. 
There are two other holes slightly larger right alongside of it. Well, Dr. Tree, this exhibition was a fake, wasn't it? What do you mean? All the time the girl was lying buried in the sand, supposedly in a trance, she was breathing through this tube. But she had to breathe, of course, The but... whole thing was a fake. That's a funny thing, Dr. Tree. Even I was tempted to believe it was real, and you completely fooled the inspector. Well, why not? I staged it. So far, I've been able to fool all the great authorities. Yeah, well, never mind. Who was backstage, Doctor, during your act? Only the girl, Mildred, Rajah's other assistant. You saw her yourself. Oh, she was quite alluring. Uh, there's one thing I think you should know, Mr. Drake. Uh, this girl here, Loretta, is... was my wife. Very interesting. We've been married just a few months. And I see you're completely overcome with grief. Hey, Barnes. Yes, Inspector. I've got guards on the doors and a homicide detail. I'll be here any minute. Good old Inspector. You follow the routine to the letter, don't you? You bet. Where's our friend, the Rajah? Did you let him go? I'll say I didn't. The Rajah couldn't possibly have committed this crime, gentlemen. He was on stage during the entire performance. Hmm. Where is the Rajah, Inspector? Downstairs in one of the dressing rooms. Perhaps we'd uh, better go have a talk with him. Hey, hey, what's that? Who's shooting? Come on, let's find out. Hey, give me that gun. Who's in where, Mildred? Man, I don't know who, but he ran in back of the mummy case. I'll He's drag him out. Wait a minute, Bart. Let me get him out. Okay, Inspector, go ahead. Come on out, you. Come on or I'll shoot. Come out of that box. That'll get him. Hmm. Nobody in there. I'm sure I saw somebody. I'm sure I did. Hey, what was that crash? Where's Dr. Tree? How do I know? He was just here. I'm afraid this little pretty has tricked us, Inspector. She's distracted us long enough for Dr. Tree to go downstairs and conceal some evidence. Well, Dr. Tree, coming up again? I, I was down here looking for evidence. Uh-huh. And uh, why did you expect to find some evidence down here? It's obvious, isn't it? Loretta was killed while she was lying on her back, buried in the sand. She was hit in the back of the head. This is the only place the shot could have come from. What evidence did you find, Dr. Train? None whatsoever. I even moved our wardrobe trunks. What was that crash we heard? Uh, one of the trunks got away from me as I tipped it. Dr. Tree, there's something that's bothering me considerably. Yes, Mr. Drake? Your emotions... You seem to be holding them singularly in check for a man who's just seen his bride lying in front of him, dead. Thank you, Mr. Drake. I have learned a great deal from the Rajah. Yes. Sublimity of the mind. Well, Inspector, as long as we've come this far, we might as well go down and take a look for ourselves. But I assure you, there's nothing to be found. Come on. This is it, gentlemen. We are now directly beneath the stage. I see. Are these the wardrobe trunks you were moving, Doctor? Yes. What's this little tin pail? One of the props, I believe, eh, Mildred? Yeah, the Raja makes roses grow out of them. This one's been smashed. I'm afraid the trunk fell on. I see that some of your sand has leaked through onto the floor from above. Possibly. There are several holes in the stage. Hey, Mike, come over here. Yes, Inspector? That's where the murder was committed. Yeah? Oh. One of these holes here in the ceiling? See, this one has powder marks. Somebody poked a gun through this hole and pulled the trigger. Mm, I wonder who. Mildred, that's who. 
She's the only one who was off stage, and I took a gun away from her, remember? But Mildred's gun was an automatic. An automatic wouldn't fit into that hole, Inspector. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so it wasn't Mildred, but somebody did. I'll bet I'd find the gun, too, right here in this basement. Mr. Drake, could I speak to you alone? Well, I... Go ahead, go ahead, Bart. I'll stick with the doctor here. I'm going to find that gun, and I'm betting he'll help me find it. Bart. Mind if I call you, Bart? Why not? Bart, you believe love is overpowering. Are you trying to tell me that this is a crime of passion? I really loved everything. Yeah, I suppose. Just what do you want to talk to me about? You're more the romantic type than the inspector. Hmm. I could go for a guy like you. It's pretty easy to go for yourself. You're an awful jam, Mark. Really? Bart, kiss me. Oh, no. I never leave here the lady in distress. Out of this mess, we'll have fun. That depends whether the sheriff will let you out. Oh, now, Bart, don't spoil it. Open your heart, darling. What cooks? Dr. Tree never would have married Loretta if he'd been here teaching the school. He was out of his environment. Uh-huh. Something like I was a few minutes ago? Oh, now, baby. After the ceremony, he found out his mistake, but it was too late. She wouldn't give him up. After all, managing the Rajas, a $100,000 racket, she wanted her part of the take. You admit it's a racket, huh? Oh, you. Trust you, Bart, can I? Well, uh, certain limitations. What's the rest? Well, I... I saw Dr. Tree needed sympathy. So I gave it to her. In other words, you made a play. Well, and when you play, you play hard. That isn't very nice, Bart. Let me say it for you. Loretta became jealous of you. She became so jealous that the doctor felt he had to kill her. You've no pattern that Dr. Tree was on stage all evening. That's so. Then Loretta became so jealous that you had to kill her. You weren't on stage all evening. That's the kind of conclusions I thought the inspector would make. That's why I wanted to talk to you. It's a very simple matter to find out if you fired the gun. Those things leave powder marks embedded in the skin of your hand. I did fire a gun. Out there on stage, remember? Mm-hmm. Well, if that's all you have to tell me, we're wasting time, my sweetheart. I haven't mentioned the most important thing. You mean there's more? I, I was... I was dead once. I rode a guy for his dough. Loretta was with me. She held it over my head. Said if I didn't leave her husband alone, she'd go to the police about me. And while she was there, she'd expose the Raja as a fake. When she turned to leave me, the Raja was standing there. He heard everything she said. So, you think the Raja killed Loretta? Well, I didn't actually see him do it. He had a darn good motive. But Dr. Tree made a great point of the fact that the Rajah couldn't have killed her. Remember, the Rajah, too, was on stage all evening. Dr. Tree said that. Yeah. The Rajah couldn't have killed her right away. Well, I thought... I thought that he... Yes. What did you think? Yes, Mildred. Tell us, what do you see? <laughs> Back to Glenn Langan as Barton Drake and the second act of Mystery is My Hobby. 
Yes, my dear. Tell us, what do you think? Well, Mildred? Why, I... I didn't know you were there. Your words accuse me of murder. I didn't mean to accuse you. I simply meant you could have killed her. It's true. It would have been possible. I know something of firearms. Even better still, I know ways of controlling the human mind so that a person will destroy himself. I would have a care, Mildred. But I did not kill Loretta. Did you know that Loretta had threatened to expose your claims to abnormal mental power as false, Roger? I did. It was as though a great tree had fallen across my body, crushing out my spirit. How was I to know that these three had contrived to embellish my miracle with the use of Mechanical contrivances, fraud and trickery. Since I learned this through Miss Loretta's thoughtless words, my life has become a mock. I am nothing but a bit of chaff being ground in the middle of commercialism. You must hold a great hatred of them, Raja Bidrano, and especially for Loretta, who threatened to kill you. It is not within the concepts of my mind, Mr. Weber. It is an unworldly emotion. When this crime becomes public knowledge, my work as a charlatan for this past year will also become public. Will it not? Good heavens, that's the inspector. Help! Help! Where are you, inspector? In here. In the mummy cage. Stand where you are, Mr. Drake. Dr. Tree, he has a gun. Yes, and I'll use it. Unless you let Mildred and me go free. What about the Rajah? Don't you want him to go free, too? No. I'm certain that he killed my wife, Loretta. Help! Let me out! What makes you so sure, Dr. Tree? Because the inspector found the murder weapon, this gun, in the Rajah's trunk. I'm sure that the inspector must be mistaken. Hey, party, you gotta let me out! I'm sure he's not mistaken. This is the gun. I've seen it before. But how could it be the murder weapon when I have the murder weapon right here? Russell, look out! You, you shot it out of my hand! Now, will you please release the inspector from the mummy case? I shall be happy to do Where is he? I'll send him up for life, interfering with an officer in the line of duty. Now, don't feel too bad, Inspector. I've heard of Egyptians who saved Muslims for thousands of years. The dirty luggy tripped me. Pretended he was trying to help us. I dropped the gun and he shoved me inside that thing and slammed it shut. Oh, Bart, when the boys hear about this... Now, now, don't worry, Inspector. I won't tell. I think I'll just work the doctor over for luck. Just a minute, Inspector. Let's get one crime solved before we come involved in another. Ah. Now, the way I see it, Dr. Tree here and the beautiful Mildred are in love, age notwithstanding. Each seems to be afraid that the other did the killing, and uh, each is trying to protect the other. I can get results quicker with the heel of my hand. I'll make the doctor confess, but quick. I'll save you the trouble, Inspector. If you all come out onto the stage, I believe I can now reconstruct the crime. If you will be so kind, Mr. I would like to go to my dressing room and lie down. I'm overcome with 
Oh, no, you don't. You'll stay here. I'd uh, prefer it, Roswell. I'll do it. Although my shame is punishment almost too great to bear. If I committed a crime, it was in all innocence. I was gullible. These are the tricksters who blaspheme my work. Yes, yes, yes. We'll take care of that in a minute, Raja. First, I want you to notice these three holes here on the floor. One was for the tube that Loretta breathed through. One was used to push the barrel of the revolver upward. Just tight enough to hold it firmly. But there's still another hole. Yeah. What was that for? The little tin pail, Inspector, that we found downstairs. It was tied to the trigger of the gun directly under this third hole. So when the sand was shoveled in over the girl, some of it ran through the hole and into the pail. When the bucket gained sufficient weight, naturally, it pulled the trigger of the gun. Well, be done. What a night, thank you. <laughs> You will, when you tell it to the boys. Incredible. What I want to know is why we didn't hear the gun go off. Oh, Inspector, how could you? The gun was under the stage. It was also covered by Loretta's body and over two feet of sand. A perfect setup. Even the murderer can be exactly sure when it was going to go off. Yeah, but why wouldn't it still be sticking there in the hole? The murderer poked it out himself after the sand had been removed. Inspector. But it would have been on the floor downstairs. Any one of the three could have retrieved it from there, Inspector. Mildred wasn't on the stage all the time. The Rajah went down to rest, and Dr. Tree went to looking for evidence. Yeah. I think we'd better run all three of them in. Oh, listen, Roger. Hey, no, you don't. No, you don't. Give me that knife. <laughs> I go. Well, spirits are kind. Well, there is no fraud or deception. Roger. Roger. Yes, my son. We're dying. You know that, don't you? Yes. Yes, as I wish you. What about the murder, Roger? Right Tell us. The human will understand so much. I worked for great Then found that true great was not for me. That is a tragedy into itself. Please tell us about Loretta. Loretta. Yes. Uh, as Allah will. Hey, he's dead. Yes, he's dead. Well, I guess that just about closes the case. Yes, Dr. Tree, it just about does. And now, back to Glenn Langan as Barton Drake in... Mystery is my hobby. You know, Inspector, the Raja was a good and sincere man. He had a lot of talent, but the others hadn't tried to exploit it. What kind of talent? Extrasensory perception, for one thing. What's that? <laughs> yeah, but... I don't believe it, whatever it is. Uh, don't tell me that he gave you some kind of a thought transfer that made you tell me to arrest Dr. Tree for Loretta's murder. Or maybe you read his mind. No, Inspector. It wasn't a thought transference. 
In fact, it was Dr. Tree's complete lack of thinking that put me on the right track. Yes? Yes, I'm afraid so. You remember when he announced Loretta's death from the stage? He said she'd been shot. But when we looked at the body lying face up on that bed of spikes, there was no visible wound. We didn't find the wound until we turned her over. Well, I'd have seen that, too. Only I was out posting guards on the doors and phoning headquarters. Why, of course you would, Inspector. Just as you knew that Dr. Tree was the only person who could possibly have pushed that gun barrel down through the hole in the floor. Did I know that? I certainly did. He was the one who shoveled the sand out of the way. He was the only person who came near the body and the gun. You knew that, Inspector. You wouldn't have insisted on staying downstairs and searching for the murder weapon. I found it, too. Yes, you certainly did, Inspector. In the Raja's trunk, right where Dr. Tree had put it. I'm good, ain't I? Yes, you are. You certainly are. It was you who also pushed the trunk aside, Inspector. The trunk that Dr. Tree used to hide and smash the little tin pail, which was attached to the trigger of the revolver. Ha, that was easy. Oh, I don't it know. was you, though, who found a little pile of sand. Mm-hmm. You know, Bart, love is a terrible thing. Oh, Inspector, don't tell me that you're down on love. I am when it makes a guy kill his wife because he wanted a babe like Mildred. Ah, Mildred isn't so bad, Inspector. You can blame greed just as much as love. Loretta hung on to the doctor not because she loved him. She only wanted a wife's share of his $100,000 racket. Yeah, love and greed. Both of them are terrible. Hmm. Hey, Bart, remember, you promised that you wouldn't tell the boys down at headquarters about me being locked up in that mummy case. Oh, Inspector, of course I won't. I don't get any pleasure out of telling the world that a man is a fake. Mystery is my hobby. Len Langan will return in just a moment. Mystery is my hobby is written by Fred Howard and directed by Dave Titus. This episode was based on an original story by Ray Wilson. Our original music was composed and played by Len Salvo. Included in our cast were Ken Christie as Inspector Danton, Junius Matthews as Dr. Tree, John McIntyre as Raja Vadrami, and Betty Lou Gerson as Mildred. The events depicted in this story were entirely fictional, and any resemblance to actual places or people, living or dead, is purely coincidental. And now, here's Glenn Langan with a word about next week's story. Thank you, Bruce Buell, and thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being with us. Next week, plan to be with us when I bring you case history number 128. It's a story of murder and a famous necklace. I call it Death is a Jewel. Until then, this is Glenn Langan saying adios. Welcome back. Well, the title didn't have much to do with uh, the solution to the case, but it's a bit of a spoiler when it does. Plus, 
I think a lot of mystery stories, both then and now, were titled uh, to sound intriguing rather than by what actually happened in the case. I did think this was a really solid mystery. They did a good job giving everyone uh, solid motives, and I, I think I am enjoying these episodes more than I did the first few with uh, Ken Christie as Inspector Denton. I still don't think it's as good, but I'm, I guess, acclimating myself to it. Well, now we turn to listener comments and feedback and have a review in the Apple Podcast Store. And I have a review uh, from Veronica who writes, My husband and I love the show. We listened for over five years and my husband even longer. It's gotten through us through sickness and sleepless nights. We both have our favorites and our list continues to grow as you introduce new programs or we explore ones we haven't heard yet. We enjoy hearing Adam's thoughts and insights on all the programs. Thanks for all your hard work and bringing us on this journey with you, Adam. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the review, Veronica. And I also want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Carol Ann, a Patreon supporter since April 2019 currently supporting us at the shameless level of $4 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support, Carol Ann. And uh, that'll do it for today. If you do enjoy the podcast, I do encourage you to rate the podcast wherever you download it from and to leave a review. Join us back here tomorrow for yours truly, Johnny Dollar, and then we'll be back uh, next Thursday, another episode of Mystery is My Hobby. In the meantime, send your comments to... Box 13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.